Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Welcome back, Diva family. How are you? So as you can see, I am here all by myself. Lee is going to be joining us virtually, right? Lee, what are we going to be talking about today? You are here. You're just over there. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to be talking about today? So today we are getting into passion into our purpose, passion into purpose Mm -hmm. words. So a lot of people are interested in, you know, starting their own businesses or just trying to monetize outside of their nine to five. Maybe they have a hobby that they want to turn into something else, a little coin. Right. As you know, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do what we can. (laughs) And so we wanted to bring a few people in and just discuss the topic that are doing their thing within their passion. And so today we have Legally Domesticated. We are so excited to have Legally Domesticated on. Chandra, can you introduce yourself and tell the Diva family about yourself and even just talk about Legally Domesticated? Like, tell us tell us all about yourself. Where are you? <laughs> hey, ladies. Um, thank you so much for having me. I am uh, an attorney by trade. Um, I was a criminal defense lawyer for six years in Orlando, Florida, before moving to Charlotte with my then boyfriend, now husband. (laughs) (laughs) Good move, then. Good move. Um, Right. And then part-time as like my hobby, my uh, way of just getting my zen, uh, I'm a part-time home decor influencer on Instagram, known as Legally Domesticated. Um, And basically what that means is that... um, brands will partner with me to introduce products that they have. Um, I also, you know, do DIYs, um, share affordable home decor finds. I'm I'm pretty much just focused around home decor, but I do sprinkle in a little bit of lifestyle in there. So you might see some of my kids pop up on my feed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I try to put my husband in there every now and then. (laughs) But that's essentially what I do. I love it. And so let's let's first let's talk about this criminal defense. Do you still practice criminal defense work here? No. Okay. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, look, been there. I understand. When I got the opportunity to give my month notice to the public defender's office, I mean, you can imagine after being there for six years, it's like in a constant state of ready for trial. Mm-hmm. I was ready to give the deuces. So, right. And you don't want an attorney who's ready to give the deuces. So yeah. I, it was time for us to part ways. It was a, a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. I've met some of the best friends I'll ever have for life, but I was ready to go. 
and I don't ever want to go back. That's exactly <laughs> that's look that's exactly how I feel about the practice. I was a um, prosecutor, assistant district attorney, okay. then did private defense, criminal defense, and I'm the same way. Like it, when it was time yeah. to go, I was welcoming the change and do not do not exactly. ever want to go back. So you got to know when to fold. <laughs> burnout is real. It it really 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 is. <laughs> So when you were in Florida, like, how did you know that you had this decorating gene? Well, I did not at all. Okay. taken so many people in my life by surprise. But when we moved to Charlotte, we moved into an apartment Mm -hmm. and, you know, we got engaged, married, had a baby, started looking for a house, right, to grow our family. And um, we, we built, I believe, in 2015. And moving from an apartment to a home, you know, you have a bunch of empty rooms and it was just the two of us. I was pregnant and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I want to make the right decisions. I don't know what decisions to make. I want to take my time. I want to buy the things that I want to buy. So, you know, I just started um, focusing really on watching HGTV. Hmm. And that was where I got a lot of like uh, inspiration, I would say. Fixer Upper, um, in particular, was like my show. Um, And then I started kind of looking on Instagram and I noticed that a a bunch of people, just random people like, you know, me and you were posting pictures of their home and they had like 30,000 followers, 40,000 followers. Mm. And a lot of of them were um, associated with an app called Like to Know It, where you know, you could follow them on their app and you could see where they purchased all their home uh, decor. Okay. So that's where I got a lot of my ideas to decorate. And then one day I was just like, you know, um, I think I could do this too. So I just started posting, you know, on my regular old Instagram account with my followers that knew who I was. It was a little nerve wracking because I'm like, do they really want to see a picture of my living room every day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started to do that and, um, yeah, that's that's basically how I got started, and it, it just kind of grew from there. Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned, so, oh, go ahead, Lee. No, no, I was just gonna say probably the same question. So you talk about social media and just thirty thousand, forty thousand followers, and I think love it or hate it, like we're in a social media world, mm-hmm. and that's how people drive their business. So how did you go about building your following, or you know? in order to monetize it ultimately because that's you know what a lot of people are trying to do Mm -hmm. right and so in order to monetize it you do have to have a following of some sort because who's your audience then right if the brand is reaching out to you and you've got 10 followers you're not communicating with anybody right right. so the goal is to 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 grow um and you'd be surprised the number of people who are on instagram doing the same thing that i'm doing and it's a community of women, mostly some men. Um, and, you know, they, they'll like what you're doing and they'll follow you. So you'll follow them back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, just the engagement that you get on your photos and your videos that you post, Instagram notices that engagement and will push your content out to a broader audience mm-hmm. where they can discover you and say, oh, I like, you know, I like that picture of her, you know, living room or garden or whatever it is and click that follow button so you know that's how you can grow your um follower count organically Mm -hmm. right there's obviously other ways you can do it which i don't suggest um you know i don't know if you want to get into that now or later but (laughs) that's one of the things i would say avoid doing um and like kind of one of the lessons i've had to learn along the way 
Um, but yeah, definitely growing that um, follower count organically like that, just putting out good content that yeah. people want to see basically. Good. And it'll happen. It's a slow process, mm -hmm. but it'll definitely happen. And um, you know, you don't need 30,000 followers to monetize your business or your account. You really don't. You just start a business account and start posting and you have a business account and then the followers will come eventually if you're putting out the content that people are interested in. So, yeah. And I think that's important to hear that it's a slow process, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times when we're looking at businesses, we're looking at brands and, and some people, they are their brand, right? We see this, this, the highlight reel, we're seeing them basking in, you know, the, the fruits of it, but we don't necessarily see the grind. You know, people, I'm sure I said a long time ago, we don't show when we're crying in the closet. No. <laughs> so It's you know, a facade on Instagram. Right. <laughs> so it's just really important to hear that it is like a process for people to understand that. Yeah. Definitely. And I also think there were two things that stuck out to me. First, because you were saying, I mean, with what you do, like you said, you're inviting people literally into your living room, into your right. kitchen. Um, was there any kind of pushback from your husband? Like, I don't know about opening up these doors in my house yet. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. And for me, too. You yeah. know, coming from the criminal defense world, I'm like, well, this is yes. for the criminal right here. For sure. <laughs> like, there's her back door. Like, uh -huh. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we definitely had those, those conversations mm -hmm. and those concerns. And eventually I just kind of let go. Oh my God. I was like, you know, this is, this is my passion and it is probably some risk to it. I would say, I mean, obviously there's, there's going to be some risk to just posting pictures of your home right. and, you know, people on, on the internet with all mm -hmm. kinds of, um, you know, motivations mm -hmm. to do certain things, but I haven't had any issues like <laughs> cross my fingers and knock on wood. But um, now my husband kind of sees it for what it is right. and sees where it can go. And he's all for it. He's like, yeah, let's monetize this thing. Let's get this income going. I know that's right. <laughs> get he's these. on board now. He may not want to be on the Instagram, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he's on board. Oh, that's really mm -hmm. cool. yep. And when you you said it, you don't have to have like the thirty thousand thirty thousand followers. Sorry to um, monetize. How how many followers did you have when you got first got your brand, your first brand? Well, I think I was probably in the realm of about two thousand when brands started reaching out to me. Um, I haven't actually had to start doing the work to reach out to brands That's awesome. because in my mind, you know, this is still fun for me. Right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making money, but I'm also, you know, this is fun mm -hmm. and I have a full-time job and two kids. So, right. Um, you know, so I, I was at two, 2000, they started reaching out to me through DMS and then I started to take it a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I developed my Gmail account so that they could reach out to me through Gmail. Um, but you, I'm considered a micro influencer because my following is less than 10,000. So you definitely don't have to have um, a really large following. What brands are really looking for is that you are engaging with the followers that you do have and that those followers are interested in the content you're posting because, you know, a lot of those accounts that you'll see with 20, 30, 100,000 followers, they bought and paid for some of those people right. and they're not engaging They're bots or they're just not interested. So, you know, we have the same amount of likes mm -hmm. because I have exactly. real people, exactly. people that are interested in what I'm posting. Yeah. They follow me 
because they wanted to, not because I paid for it. Right. So, you know, that that's the, I guess, one of the, the differences with, you know, micro versus one of the, the larger accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't, don't understand that, like, especially with brands, like you said, they're looking for the, the comments. Are you replying the engagement? Right. Because like you said, you could see people that have, $15,000, 15, I keep saying dollars, 15,000, because it's translating into dollars, right? <laughs> 15,000 followers, but then they, you know, most of their pictures only have maybe 100 likes. And it's like, that, that really ain't exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it quite a bit. I've seen people that started out with me now that, you know, happen overnight. And I'm just like, what, how in the world <laughs> you go from like five to like 12,000 followers right. all of a sudden. Right. And, you know, it, it can be done. I just don't recommend it. And Instagram actually, if you believe, you know, things that I've read out there about Instagram, they penalize you for stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you know, and they stop pushing your content out to. Oh yeah. They police heavy now. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Yeah. So. I don't recommend it for sure. And so you mentioned that within like things that you learned along the way. So one of the things we wanted to kind of get into were what were for you, maybe some of the obstacles that you dealt with as you were developing and and building or Mm -hmm. things you learned along the way, Um, maybe including the whole, like, do I buy followers or not? Well, I think that's probably the biggest thing because everybody's goal on Instagram, if they're in a business you know, mindset and trying to make money is to grow their following. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, And just knowing, you know, what buying followers will do to your engagement rate and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, The other thing I would say is just kind of learning to pivot because like right now, Instagram is really focused on video content. So if you're the type of person who just wants to post a picture on your Instagram account, they may not, you know, promote that as much as they're promoting video right now, you know, so you, you kind of have to learn how to, you know, adjust. Right. They're trying to be more like TikTok. So mm. um, I'm not going to, you know, make a, a dancing TikTok video, but, you know, I will, <laughs> like, I'll show you these curtains in a video. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not, I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm not going to twerk for, <laughs> for uh some likes so right. that's not gonna happen right. that's not gonna happen <laughs> no. right so I mean, even even getting into that, because I think we were kind of talking about it earlier, like when you're talking about doing the reels and the IGTV, because I have yeah. started seeing that pop up more in my feeds than, mm-hmm. you know, the pictures have. Um, what kind of equipment do you even use? Like, did you know what kind of equipment to use for cameras? Like, has it been a, a trial and error thing or... I mean, I know there's probably some people out there that use really fancy things, but I've just only always used my Android phone. I mean, Android, Team Android. I know. I'm Team Android. Uh, don't, roll, don't roll your eyes, Lee. Don't do that. <laughs> really? So yeah, that beautiful no. page is Android. Yeah, mm. all taken from my phone. Wow. Um, Fine, but y'all mess up the group chats. With the group. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what I've heard. But, um, yeah, so just my phone and um, a tripod, usually, wow. with the ring light on it. So um, that's all I've really ever purchased. And then, um, 
I know some people have used like, you know, real heavy duty cameras. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know anything about that. I probably haven't owned a camera since I was, I don't know. It's been some years, so. That is really cool. So do you use editing software um, with the phone as well? Yeah, for, for photos, um, we use a lot of uh, Instagram influencers use um, Lightroom to edit photos. Okay. I used to use filters on my pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore. I just kind of, you know, play around with the settings in Lightroom. So that's a photo editing app. Okay. Um, and then InShot, which is what we were talking mm. about. Got started. That's a, a place where you can edit your video content before you bring it to Instagram Reels. Because trying to edit in the Reel mode can be real challenging. So um, InShot is um, just one of like, many out there that you can use to edit your videos beforehand but that's basically it i yeah. mean yeah it's real simple <laughs> that is really cool I, I mean i think it's always interesting you know to to know the, about the engineer behind it because even you do you see these people's pages and you're like thinking Oh, they're professional. They're, you know, they're out on professional shoots every week. Like that's a Absolutely cost that you can't not. do with your startup. <laughs> um, so it's just like it's really interesting that you're like, no, literally, it's just a phone, a tripod, and some and no. some good old apps. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, it. It. I'll. I might take a hundred photos. Right. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not that much. And then decide, okay, I like that one. Mm -hmm. It does take some time, you know, to do that stuff. But um, there's nothing too technical about it, just editing and, you know, figuring out, you know, how to, you know, get the lighting right and Lightroom and things of that nature and making sure you take pictures when the sun is out so that you have some natural light in the room. Um, that's, that's essentially it. There's nothing too. And then my house is usually not always <laughs> picture perfect and picture ready. So... I'm usually like moving some junk out of the way, right. sweep some crumbs off the floor that my <laughs> toddler put down and I took the picture and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't see that ball of hair over there in the corner. Let me go <laughs> off that side of the floor. Yeah. And so speaking of that, you just being very personable is one of the first things mm -hmm. I noticed on your page. I yeah. think it makes you super relatable. And so one of your posts said, I can't remember what the post was, but you were like, I'm pretty sure I'm a hoarder. So it begs mm -hmm. the question, like, <laughs> what do you do with all of these, all of this stuff, this fabulous stuff that you have between seasons? Right. Well, to be very, very candid, um, my guest room was not usable for a long time. <laughs> um, the closet was completely full. Mm. So I started using the floor around the bed and it was bad. And then... COVID hit and it got even worse because we weren't having any guests. So I was like, put it in the guest room. Um, <laughs> uh, but then my husband's sister wanted to visit and I had to get the stuff together. So mm -hmm. I've kind of organized it now and I've given away a lot of stuff because my style has changed. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not so married to stuff. I've kind of, I don't know, you kind of get ingrained that when you buy, especially big pieces of furniture, we're going to stick with this furniture. We're married to this furniture. Right, right. So I'm not so much in that mindset. I'm going to sell it and try to recoup some of my money before mm. I buy something else. But um, yeah, I've gotten myself a little more organized and I just kind of store everything in the guest room closet where nobody can see it and we can actually have guests right. um, or upstairs in our attic or even in the garage. But um, 
it's funny because my husband just suggested that we get a storage. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea. Business, kind of business expense. Come down. I think when you kind of realize what your design style is mm-hmm. and you're not jumping on the bandwagon for all trends, right? you kind of like focus and, you know, you're not buying any and everything. So I've calmed down a little bit. <laughs> well, the next time legally domesticated needs to get rid of some stuff, call Divas and Duckets. And, Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. And I have a butter question. Like what, how would you describe your design style? Yeah. That's a good question. And I don't, I don't know that I have like a concrete answer because like I said, it is evolving. I think when mm-hmm. I first started, I was really like Chip and Joe, farmhouse mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, one day, I don't want these baskets everywhere. And I, you know, I don't want a barn door and, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not into that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they weren't on TV for a couple of years too when the show ended. But um, yeah, it's kind of more so just a modern maybe take on yeah. farmhouse with a little boho. Um, I like dark cabinets now where when I moved into my home, I had to have a white kitchen. Mm. So I think, you know, like I said, it's okay not to be married to something. It's okay to change something in your house. So um, it's just kind of evolving. <laughs> Which means that you're probably going to be buying more stuff and changing it up, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so in this, I mean, business there, obviously, like you say, you have kids and you have a husband. So there's a, a family dynamic to it. How involved are they in the business? Like, do the kids want to, like, t- learn to take pictures? Do they Are they learning to decorate? They love it. Okay. Like, they love, you know, especially when a season runs or comes around and I'm like, decking the house out for Halloween or yeah. decking the house out for, you know, Easter or something like that. So they, they love that. And then, you know, just trying to, to take photos with them around is a challenge because they're always trying to like stick a foot in the picture or do something. Crazy. <laughs> um, my husband, on the other hand, he's not so into it. Like he's not a social media person. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't get it. <laughs> so he's, you know, if he's on Instagram, it's because I put him on there and I ask for forgiveness later. So. Right. I know that's right. <laughs> and I'm yeah. also very interested in the, like, the the balance of, I mean, because it's basically you're working three full-time jobs. If you talk, talk about the children and being a mother, right. that's a job in itself. Um, you have a career and then you have your whole, you know, legally domesticated. So how do you, one, how do you balance it all? Like, what do you do to balance those things? And then also, as you were starting legally domesticated, because I think sometimes people have a passion, but feel like they don't understand the hours that you have to put into it to grow, even if you have a career, right? So like, talk about realistically that, that the amount of time it actually took to, to grow that as well? Well, I will say, say this, I think just kind of having a focus on what you want to focus on and sticking to that and then planning out your content helps mm-hmm. you know, kind of drive your time that you spend on it. So for me, um, I'm not waking up and thinking, what am I going to post today? Right. You know, just spending an, you know, an, un, um, an, 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 a, not predetermined time, you know, on, on that Mm -hmm. task. Um, I kind of sit down beforehand and say, I want to post, you know, these reels, or I want to focus on these, 
brand collaborations this week or these partnerships, you know, before I get into posting them mm-hmm. so that I'm not taking up my day when I'm supposed to be logged in at work, you know, right. doing it. So right. I'll focus on it a lot of times after my kids go to bed or during the day, you know, take a lunch break and snap some photos while the lighting's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is, it is time consuming, yeah. especially, you know, when you're getting into like video editing and trying to pick the right songs and <laughs> it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's also like a driver for you, for me, especially because I'm like, okay, this is my hobby. I'm really interested in it when it doesn't become fun or when I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I do. I definitely take my breaks and I don't Mm -hmm. post. Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of time spent on it. And when I first started out, I, I would be up like 2 AM working on like a project or a DIY that I wanted to put on my, my feed for the next day. Um, but I'm a little bit more organized now mm-hmm. so um, with planning the content that really definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for those who are looking to get into maybe a similar field or platform, what advice kind of being a little bit more of a veteran would you give? For somebody who's looking to be an Instagram influencer, mm-hmm. um, I would say you know, find your passion, you know, and kind of focus on that. Because I think, like I said, with, with Instagram kind of like changing over to like really promoting um, video content, I've noticed a lot of people, you know, doing a lot of that TikTok stuff. And personally, I I feel like if I'm following you for home decor, I don't want to see you, you know, doing a TikTok dance on my feed all of a sudden. So I think, you know, are you focusing on lifestyle? Are you focusing on home decor? Are you focusing on like the clothes that you want to wear? Find your focus um, and, and just put out good content, good quality content, um, you know, and your followers will come and you'll grow organically that way. Mm -hmm. And I do want to talk a little bit more about like to know it because I know that you, you know, you use that heavily with legally domesticated for those that are unfamiliar. How does it work? Well, so it's a shopping app, like I said, so if anybody wants to know where you purchase stuff, Mm -hmm. they can follow you, they can download the app and follow you, or they can click a link to get to uh, the website and they'll see a picture that you posted directly on Instagram. It corresponds to um, the same photo on like to know it and it'll have shoppable links there. So you can click on, you know, if you see, I don't know, uh, a basket Mm -hmm. in my home and you wanna know where I got it from in the photo, you can click on the photo, click on the product and it'll take you directly to say Target. And all you have to do essentially is add it to cart. Um, and then for the influencer who wants to be a part of like to know it, um, it's the way that you can monetize mm-hmm. yourself in, in addition to getting direct payments directly from brands. Um, you can also get it through the like to know it app. So when they click on that link, you get a percentage of w- what it is that they purchase. They call it affiliate links. Mm-hmm. So, and it's at no cost to the person who is, um, clicking on the link. So. Okay. Yeah, that's basically how that works. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, and you're like to know it uh, for those that are going to go to Legally Domesticated. It's in your bio link or do you click on the post and it does it? There's a link in my bio. Okay. 
Yeah. So that's where that's where it is. You, I don't. There's no way that you can right, see right. from Instagram, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you also have a heavy Facebook presence? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. I have started a Facebook account, but I'm just you know, I'm on there for my family basically. Okay. <laughs> okay. They connected because they're all in Florida and I'm mm-hmm. here in Charlotte by myself. So yeah. Yep. I have. I mean, I've I've noticed even like with business, especially um, with those that are sell, selling products, it is easier to scroll it through on Instagram versus on Facebook. So that's. I was, you know, just curious about which which platform you choose to use heavier for legally domesticated. No, and it's a lot of work too. Yeah. Double posting for both apps because I know you guys are yeah because you got to change links. And, yeah, it is. It is. For There's sure. different capabilities for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been really, really great and and super helpful. You know, with the apps and stuff that you've laid out, and just you know, telling people that. I think it's just really encouraging to know that you don't have to have, you know, the the twenty thirty thousand followers to, in order to monetize. You know, it's about your content. Mm-hmm. It's about being consistent. It's about putting out a good product, right? Exactly. Um, and like you said, the followers will come. So, for those that are our listeners, are part of our diva family, where can they find legally domesticated? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest. Um, Twitter even as legally domesticated and of course like to know it as legally domesticated. Um, I just started up a new account called legally domesticated gardens. So if you're interested in gardening. Mm. <laughs> awesome. So like what, what, let's talk about that. Is the gardening right. more like plants or is it like food? Both? I just grew tomatoes this year for the first time, but no, I usually just do um, annuals and perennials in my garden. Um, it's been a it's been an evolving mm-hmm. thing. You know, when I first moved in my house, I was af- afraid to put the shovel in the ground and do anything. But now, <laughs> like I'm I've, I'm garden gloves. I'm out there in the heat. I'm doing it. So. I love that. Mulching, all that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right. All right. Well, we would definitely have that information in our episode notes. You all, thank you so much, um, Chandra, for being here. You make sure you go follow her. Um, There's a lot of ideas. Like I said, I (laughs) click on it all the time. I'm like, oh, where'd she get that? So, (laughs) so, yeah, thank thank you so much for having, um, for being here with us. Yes, for sure. Do we have any announcements quick? We don't have time today for a Dear Diva, but if you do want to reach out to us, we are divaadvice at gmail.com. And do you have a tip? I don't have a tip. Go follow Legally Domesticated. (laughs) And make sure that you follow us, of course, Divas and Duckets. If you're here on YouTube, click that button below. Make sure that you subscribe so you can get notified of when we post a new video. We are on Instagram and Facebook under the same name. Yes. And, oh, I did think of one. So, you guys, we are going to host a Black Wealth Summit. Yes, um, we are. As a part of We Were Real Wealth, they do a Black Wealth Summit every year. This Mm -hmm. is their third year, and we will be your virtual host. Um, You can get tickets on www.theblackwealthsummit.net. 
Um, it's October 1st and 2nd. It's two days um, in person in Greenville, South Carolina, or you can attend virtually because COVID. <laughs> um, so go ahead and get those tickets. We will soon have in our link a discount code. The second. Um, so we are so excited, but we wanted to just put that little bug in your ear a couple months early. Awesome. And yes, you can definitely click the link in our bio and it will take you directly to the link to be able to purchase tickets. So until next time, have a great attitude. Thanks.